0: Welcome to What the Wealth, a financial planning and investment podcast for professionals and families to help you navigate life's financial transitions. Jonathan's mission is to facilitate the ability for you to plan for and create the life you love, free from anxiety about money. And now, here's your host, certified financial planner, Jonathan Bedner.
1: Welcome to What the Wealth. This is episode 13. I'm your host, Jonathan Bedner. I'm a certified financial planner and co-owner of Paradigm Wealth Partners in Knoxville, Tennessee. If you remember from our previous episodes, we're taking this modular planning type of approach on the podcast for this year, and July uh, was slated to be our insurance review. So today we're going to discuss the importance of an insurance review, why you need one, uh, and some different types of insurances that you need to look at and and make some evaluations on uh, at least once a year. So, for an insurance review, why you need an annual insurance review? Many people simply put all of their insurance policies on auto pay and never think about the coverage again. And we're almost insurance to death. You you know, we have uh, homeowners insurance, auto insurance, health insurance, life insurance. There's insurance on our iPhone, and, uh, you know, there's insurance on jewelry, and insurance on your collectibles and your. Uh, I mean, it's, it's like, it never stops. There's just insurance for it. There's literally, it seems like there's insurance for insurance. I guess maybe there is, I don't know. Maybe that's where supplemental insurance comes in. But what a lot of people do is they just put their insurance on autopilot. They, they never think of it again after it's on auto pay and you know, it is what it is. And, and really it's important that we reevaluate this. Life changes. You get married, you get divorced, you have kids, um, your health changes, you reduce debt. You know, there's all these variables that come into play. And that's why it's really so important to make sure that you're constantly looking at your insurance policies and making sure that if there's a change, that you, you make some changes in your scenario. Um, I'm talking about, you know, obviously your life changes. You need to make those corresponding changes inside of your uh, insurance policies if you do not make these changes, they can leave you with insufficient coverage. And that's really a major, major risk to you know your personal financial plan. One of the things that I see a lot of times is you may have more coverage than you need, which means you're spending more than you need to. I'm actually been working on a case recently and uh, going through the financial planning. And there is insurance policy after insurance policy after insurance policy after insurance policy after insurance policy. And really, all of those are in the life insurance realm. And premiums have added up to substantial dollars. I mean, they're, they're really insurance poor. And so, you know, we're going through and evaluating, do these fit for you? And they may fit for them. Um, you know, this is a new client. So, we are we're actually, you know, going through the financial planning process with them and so I did not place these insurance policies. So it's my job to go back and, and have conversations with these clients to determine, do these still make sense? And, and if they do great, if not, is there something else we can do that, you know, maybe will uh, put your financial plan in, in a better position. It is my recommendation and you know, most other certified financial planners that I know that you review these policies you know, at least once a year. Again, I go back to life changes. There are updates in your life situations, your family life situations. So it's very important that you go back and, and do these reviews. You don't have to necessarily make the changes, but you at least need to lay eyes on your policies and, and just verify that no changes need to be made. So some of the changes I think you need to look for on all your policies is really just to update personal information. You need to make sure that each insurer has your updated address, telephone number, and bank account information if you auto pay. So again, you know this: uh, insurance policies are one of those things that we shove in a drawer as soon as we get them implemented, and we never think of them again. But we've moved, and and sometimes we've moved two or three times. You know, maybe we've switched uh, phone numbers, uh, maybe we've tr- changed bank accounts. And all of those things need to be updated with the insurance policy. So if something does happen to you, you know, whether it's death or a wreck or, you know, incapacitated or, or something like that, you know, any, any, anything where insurance benefits may come into play, that it's easy for the insurance company to contact your beneficiaries or your beneficiaries to be able to contact the insurance company and verify the information needed um, so that they can put those, those insurance policies in force uh, and, and start to use the benefits. Uh, if your policy is nearing the expiration and the agent can't contact you or change banks and your payment information isn't updated, you could lose the coverage. So that's, you know, a, a major impact here where if you don't make sure you stay in contact with your agent and or the insurance company and make these changes, you're at risk of losing out on the insurance really over just a minor situation of just not taking the time to do an annual review and making sure that you stay up to date, you know, on these insurance policies. So, you know, again, those are the the high level things. You also probably want to update your beneficiaries, you know, make sure there's no, uh, hasn't been any changes from time to time. I've dealt with clients who, um, you know, they, they want to change it to, you know, the beneficiaries to a church or, Maybe they've added, you know, had another child, so they need to add an additional child as a beneficiary. So you also wanna make sure you, you do a beneficiary update and beneficiary review when you do that yearly update. So uh, we're gonna dive into homeowners insurance. Questions to ask. Can my current coverage rebuild my home today? Uh, with renovations, inflations, you know, cost of lumber really just in the last 30 days. Is up 25 percent, according to a builder I spoke with uh, last week. That is astronomical, and a lot of it is just because of, you know, COVID nineteen, you know, housing starts, just the, you know, the economy we're in, and we and we saw the economy slow down, but the economy is still relatively strong for the pandemic and and the shutdown that was forced on us by the government. The economy is still actually relatively strong but there's scarcity in some of these materials that's needed. And so that's caused the prices to go up. And a lot of that's because the lumber mill may have shut down or, you know, the, the logging company may have shut down. And so there's now fewer resources to, to, to that are available, but there are still uh, many permits out there. And so if there's a surplus of permits, building permits out there, but it's harder to get the supplies, then that's gonna raise, raise the prices on uh, things like lumber, sheetrock, you know, bricks, stone, uh, you know, any building, concrete, any building materials. So you wanna look at, again, the renovations, places changes in the housing market. You know, if, if over the last three or four, or five years, I know in Knoxville, it seems like prices have really, really skyrocketed. And so rebuilding a house, today, should something happen, would cost significantly more than it would even just five years ago. I mean, you're you're seeing houses being constructed for $150 a square foot, all the way up to 180, and I've actually seen some as high as, as low 200s. Now, the low 200s is not as common, but the 150 to 165, even 170 is very, very common and even five years ago, you know, it was in the 125 to 130 range. So you've seen prices significantly increase in, in cost just based on the market in general. And so you need to know what it costs to replace your home and, and evaluate, is your policy that you bought at the time you purchased it adequate to rebuild should something happen to your home like a tornado, a fire, you know, something like that? So the first question again is, can my current coverage rebuild my home today? The next thing is, have I made changes that will lower the cost of my policy or increase the amount of coverage I need? So installing things like a security system, smoking carbon monoxide detectors can qualify you for a discount. Um, so if you've done some added security measured type improvements to your home, then you want to see if, you'll, if, you, if you qualify for a discount by, by doing that. You also want to look and see if you installed something like a pool or a hot tub or, you know, maybe you added an additional room on to, um, to your home. You know, it's going to cost more if there's damage to the pool or damage to that additional room. So you want to make sure that with the additions that you make, that if something happens, you, you have enough insurance in place to cover you know, those additional improvements that you made to your home. The third question is, have I purchased or acquired anything that requires additional coverage? So if you have things like jewelry, art, electronics, camera equipment, that you, that you didn't have not covered, you know, you don't have insurance on those things. Would you like to, to include them in your homeowner's insurance policy? And if so, you may need to increase your coverage. So, Again, this, a lot of people put their jewelry on their homeowner's policy. I know people that have put firearms on their homeowner's policy. You know, uh, what, a lot of times what I see is people will actually document. I, I actually, I rarely see this, but in theory, what you should do is you should document everything in your house, your computers, your TVs, your, your furniture, literally everything in your house should be documented. So if some, if if there is something that happens, not only do you get the rebuild of your house covered, but you also get, you know, the, the belongings or your personal possessions, but you want to make sure a lot of times for jewelry, firearms, some of those things, there's an additional expense you would have to pay for to get those covered, the premium. So you'd want to check that. My wife actually just started taking a a list of uh, possessions, She's got receipts of what we paid for them. She's got a picture of the item and she is scanning and uploading all of those things into Dropbox so that if something ever happened in our, in our home, she's got a file where she can prove here's the things we owned and here's what we paid for them so that we can get those replaced. Uh, She told me that someone else actually every six months, which this shocked me, but it's, it's really awesome. Kudos to her. But every six months, she takes her uh, phone camera and she walks around her house and just records for, you know, 15 or 20 minutes, but records everything in her house with, you know, on video mode so that she's covering all of her possessions. So if something does happen, she's got that in a, in a uh, place where she can easily access it to prove what her possessions were because the insurance company is going to ask for it. And if you don't have it, they're not going to cover it. So next we're going to go to uh, life insurance. we got two questions to, to ask here. Do I need more or less coverage? If you need more coverage, it's probably because you've done something like uh, had a child. So if something happens to you, you want to make sure that your significant other and spouse uh, have enough funds to continue to, to live their life and not have any significant changes uh, interrupt that. So things like daycare, you know, maybe who's going to pay for a nanny You know, maybe you want to have the house paid off in case uh, you've lost obviously one of your incomes and that, you know, not having a house payment just kind of frees up obviously cash flow, but also just kind of a weight off your shoulders that you don't have to make that, that mortgage obligation anymore. You know, the other thing is as your children grow up, then maybe you don't need as much insurance because if something happens to you, they're self-supporting, they don't need or they don't rely on you for income so that you can actually reduce the amount of insurance you have, or maybe you've paid off your home. So you still want the homeowner's insurance, but maybe you need less life insurance because, you you know, if something happened to you, you don't need a lump sum to pay off the house. Uh, so you're going to need to evaluate your situation and determine, you know, have you had changes in your life over the last one year that warrant an increase in life insurance or even warrant a decrease in life insurance? Uh, has your health changed substantially? So if you've developed a chronic condition, controlled or reverse one, stop drinking, loss of substantial amount of rate, you may need to increase the amount of coverage, or you may want to reduce it. So, you know, again, as you've made these lifestyle changes, and depending on your lifestyle, it may be harder to get insurance, maybe easier to get insurance, depending on you know, your health and, and your lifestyle. But you, you want to evaluate, has your health changed? And if it has, is there a need to maybe increase life insurance to, to cover something? Should, you know, again, should should an issue arise where you need, you know, a life insurance payout or your family needs a life insurance payout? There's several different kinds of life insurance. And I think we may have talked about this before, but there's term, there's whole life, there's guaranteed universal life, there's variable universal life. There's, there's, several kinds of insurance. I'm not on this show to talk about the pros and cons of, of each kind. This is not about uh, advice on which kind you should have. This is simply just a, a, a way for you to kind of evaluate what do you have at a high level? Do you need more? Do you need less? But more importantly, just a way to, again, to get your eyes on these policies to evaluate. Do you need to update them? Uh, again, beneficiary changes, Uh, New address, new bank account, that sort of stuff. Auto insurance. So a couple of questions to ask on here. Again, have you had a significant life change? So have you gotten married or have you, you know, reach a certain age where you start to get a discount or at least not have to pay as much? Both of those will usually provide a lower auto insurance premium. So you wanna see if you've had either one of those Oddly enough, sometimes, well, maybe it's not oddly enough, if if a marriage will allow you to get a lower premium, sometimes I've seen where divorces can actually raise your premiums uh, because they're now just covering one of you instead of, you know, two of you together in the household. Have you added a new driver? So, you know, as, as your kids grow up, you know, one sooner or later, they start to drive. It's 16. I actually started driving at 14 on a hardship permit and then, you know, 15, you know, people typically start to to get their learner's permit, and, and at 16, they, they start driving. But as, you know, as your family starts to have new drivers, you're going to want to make sure that you have adequate insurance coverage for them. You can do things like taking a defensive driving course and keeping good GPAs to make sure that you can try to keep that premium down as low as possible. And again, have you changed job locations or moves? So again, you know, depending on where you live, your commute, do you work from home, have you retired, all of those things can also lower premiums. So, you know, I feel like some of this is, is almost redundant. But, you know, a lot of times it's good just to call the agent and, and ask, you know, is there anything that we can do to lower premium that's not already on the policy? And, and your agent can shortcut, you know, a lot of these questions for you. So finally, health insurance, we've got four more questions here. Have there been any changes to your covered benefits, excluded benefits, amount of coverage, and cost of your current plan. So if there have been any of these changes, you know, your plan may not meet your current needs and you may want to reevaluate shopping for a new plan or as open enrollment comes on in the fall, you may want to look and see, should you level, you know, level up and get a little bit better plan or, or, does your plan actually cover more than you need? And you could level down some. So again, you want to make sure that your insurance covers all of your benefits, what benefits have been excluded, how much your amount of coverage is, and the actual cost that you're paying for your plan and determine, is that health insurance plan meeting your needs for you and your family? And if it is, great. And if it's not, you know, make the make the adequate adjustments. You know, the health insurance is usually people will usually stay on top of it pretty well because it comes up, you know, a lot of people have health insurance through their employer. And so that open enrollment comes around again once a year in the fall. So it's an easy reminder to make sure you look at that. The other thing you want to look at is, do you like the providers and the facilities that are in your network? I, I do. Uh, you know, a lot of times you, you could stay with the same insurance and go to a different provider, but you know, there is the risk that your provider stops taking your insurance or you don't like the options in your plan, or maybe your, your provider switched uh, and doesn't take your your health insurance anymore. So you want to make sure that your, your providers that, you, you know, you've grown to know and love are still accepted by your health care plan, not just your doctors, but the facilities you use as well that are in your network. And if they're not, you may want to look at changing. So, you know, again, you want to evaluate, you know, your providers and facilities. Have your prescription drug needs changed? So you may want to evaluate your medications from previous year versus new year. Are you on new medications? Are you off some medications? What kind of medications are you on? Are you on some tier four or tier five specialty drug that that really can cost the insurance company a lot of money? So you're going to want to make sure that you look and see what your prescription needs are. And then finally, does your current plan meet your needs? If it does, then, you know, stick with it, but it's always good to reevaluate the options. See what options are out there. See if something else may fit better. And it may be just because it's, uh, you know, less expensive, but you know, it's also dangerous just to go with the less expensive route, just because it's less expensive. I do not think you should prioritize the expense of your health insurance at the expense of your actual health. So what I mean by that is don't just find the lowest health insurance because it's the lowest amount and end up putting yourself at risk by maybe not having adequate, adequate coverage. So you're going to make sure that your plan meets your needs, you know, lets you see the doctors and, and facilities you want to see provides coverage for your family, uh, provides the, the medication that you need and is, and is all done at, you know, as affordable as it, as it can be. Health insurance is one of those things that seems to never go up and I'm not sure it really is affordable, but you know, it's not one of those things that seems like we have to have. So, you know, that's really my wrap up on the insurance review. Again, take your policies out of your drawer, lay your eyes on them, do a quick check for the address, the phone number, the bank account, Make sure your agent's still in business if you like your agent. But just make sure you, you update all of those really, really basic information that is on your policy. And then just do like a quick scenario, yes and no. Does this insurance coverage still meet my needs and objectives? If so, great, check and, and move on to next year. If not, then let's just evaluate and dig deeper and see if, you know, there's another alternative that may better suit your needs. Again, this is you know just a great time of year to do that. It's a little bit slower in the summer. This will take you probably, my guess is less than an hour to do, maybe an hour and a half. So it's not that hard. I challenge you to get those knocked out, you know, in July. Thanks for joining us today on the What the Wealth podcast. Again, this is episode 13. I am your host, Jonathan Bedner, certified financial planner go out and create the life you love.
0: Thank you for joining us on What The Wealth. For more information, get in touch with Jonathan at whatthewealth.com. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any information that can help you create the life you love.